Hello, my loves. Welcome to another episode of Wellness Wednesday. Oh my god. Oh, I mean Wellness Shot Wednesday. I feel like I'm kind of oscillating between whether I want to call it Wellness Wednesday or Wellness Shot Wednesday. I love the idea of a wellness shot because it's like, this is your weekly wellness shot. Inject the health serum, the truth serum. (laughs) and then soothe yourself with some self-care balm. I find it really cute, really catchy. I'm still working on it. Anyway, welcome back. Today, I actually want to talk about something I was inspired by through a post I found while scrolling Instagram, one of my guilty pleasures and bad habits. But I like to say that this is just research for my branding, for my company, for the information that I want to share to the world. So I was on Instagram and I follow quite a few spiritual, personal development, self-development, self-growth accounts and I can't remember where I found this one but it was a post that said the 10 rules for being human and I don't really stop and read a lot of posts. I'll, I'll do a lot of scrolling. Again, I admit it's a bad habit. I'm working on it but for this one, I stopped and I read these 10 rules for being human and I thought I have to dedicate this episode to this because it's just too good. So I'm going to read them through one by one and I'm going to give you my take on each of them and you can also take these for what you will. They're just really beautiful statements on what it really means to be human and I think that's really special and really in alignment with what the Modern Goddess podcast and Wellness Wednesday is all about. So number one, you will receive a body. You may like it or hate it, but it's yours to keep for the entire period. I love that. And I'm going to try not to say I love that for each of them, but let's break it down. You will receive a body. You may like it or hate it, but it's yours to keep for the entire period. Oh, that really hits me in my heart and my soul. As I've gotten older and I've become more open with my past, my story about growing up with a disordered relationship with food. I was never diagnosed with a specific eating disorder, but I have gone between anorexia and bulimia for most of my life. And I know that I still to this day have bursts of body dysmorphia. But as I've become more open with that in my circles, the more I realize that everybody goes through some version of that in one stage of their life or another. And it's not just women, it's men too. Everyone goes through some kind of disordered relationship with food or experiencing body dysmorphia. And that makes me want to cry. It really does. That makes me so sad to think that because of magazines, because of the media, because of social media, we can be so hard on ourselves and our poor bodies. And we forget that our bodies do so much for us every single day. They keep us alive. And for those of us who have dealt with really severe eating disorders where we almost killed ourselves because we weren't eating, when it got to the point where our bodies would start eating themselves from the inside out, because we were literally starving just to look a certain way. Our body was trying to keep us alive. And we forget that our body carries us throughout our day, whether we are conscious of it or not. So like it says, whether we like it or we hate it, it's ours and ours to keep for the entire period. This is our body. Your body is your body. How can you respect it more? How can you honor it? How can you acknowledge its strength and resilience to keep you alive? Have you ever thanked your body for just being itself? I know I haven't enough, and I think I'm going to do that after this podcast, actually. So, number one rule for being human, you will receive a body. (laughs) 
Number two, you will learn lessons. You are enrolled in a full-time informal school called Life. You know, I'm definitely one of those people that if someone asks, am I a student? I'll always say I'm a student of life. And it may sound corny, it may sound cliche, it may sound hippy-dippy, whatever, but I love being a student of life. And it wasn't until maybe only five years ago where I truly honored and recognized that I am an eternal student. I am never going to stop learning. My lessons are infinite. Every single thing we experience, the good and the bad, happens to us for some kind of teaching. Life is our teacher. Nature is our teacher. Our experiences are our teachers. We can learn so much even by just observing. We don't always have to experience something to learn something. Going to the park, spending time in nature is actually one of the best teachers. By observing a tree, you can learn how resilient it is because even if a tree has been chopped down, new life will begin to emerge from just the stump. It's quite amazing. Earlier today, I went on a walk and near one of the ponds, I was observing this bird. I've never seen this before. This bird was carrying these sticks to this dam he was creating, like a beaver. But he wasn't a beaver, he was a bird. And I've never seen that before. So I was observing and watching and I thought that was so interesting and so cute because he was carrying these massive sticks in his little itty bitty mouth. So I was mostly entertained by that. But I just thought, how interesting is that? And so I posted a video of it on Instagram. And I even said on my Instagram, I don't know what this means. I've never seen this before. And a friend messaged me saying, oh, that's because it's mating season and that's some kind of thing that they do to prep for mating season. And I thought that was so interesting. So I learned something new today, hence making me a student of life because I just observed the world around me and I learned something new about the nature of life, the cycle of life. So you will learn lessons. You are enrolled in a full-time informal school called life. Now, that example I gave was very, very simple and small compared to some of the major life lessons that we can have in relationships, lessons with ourselves. How many times have you been humbled by life, (laughs) humbled by the downfalls you may have had or the embarrassments? Ideas are coming to you now and you're just realizing, yeah, in, in my lowest points is when I learned my biggest lessons. And that's quite powerful. That is beautiful. And, you know, it's really what you do with those lessons that create the beautiful human that you are. Whether we really think of it or not, I know that we all take every single lesson we learn, the good and the bad, to better ourselves. Especially the lessons that had a very traumatic or negative impact on us, making us so clear on what we don't want to ever experience again. That's a lesson in its own, recognizing your worth recognizing your resilience and your wanting for something better. It's incredible what happens when you actually embrace your lessons. Okay, number three, there are no mistakes, only lessons. Okay, again with the lessons. Growth is a process of trial, error, and experimentation. The failed experiments are so much more a part of the process as the experiments that ultimately work. So that's just like what I said. How many lessons do we have from our failures? That also makes me think, how can we have a better relationship with our failures? How can we explore the things that didn't work out in our lives? And instead of falling into victim mode and having all this woe and sorrow for yourself, how can you look at these missed circumstances? How can you take these missed opportunities or missed circumstances or failed attempts to become better, to become more aware? 
And number four is actually going to segue into what I also want to say about lessons. So number four is lessons are repeated until they are learned. A lesson will be presented to you in various forms until you have learned it. When you have learned it, you can go on to the next lesson. So yeah, think of all the times that you think you may have learned your lesson, but then something keeps happening. And I think the most common circumstance I can think of right now is in relationships. I definitely used to be the kind of person that thought, oh, I always attract the unavailable guy, guys who don't want anything serious, or guys treat me like shit. Or one of my ugh, one of my biggest narratives was like, I'm intimidating and guys can be intimidated by me so they won't approach me and I always had this narrative about that but I feel like those things would always happen because I wasn't learning my lesson I wasn't learning my lesson in my own self-worth I wasn't learning my lesson in setting boundaries and once I started actually implementing those my life has changed ever since but it is a practice trust me it's really tough <laughs> to assert and set strong boundaries knowing your self-worth being clear on what you want and knowing that you're not going to take any more BS from people. But these lessons can also keep coming up with your family. I think big lessons that tend to repeat themselves really are in the boundary realm, like where we're not setting boundaries for ourselves. And that does come down to our self-worth, how we see ourselves, how much we believe we deserve the good things, the good relationships, the good opportunities to come into our lives and actually take them. So number five, learning lessons does not end. There's no part of life that doesn't contain its lessons. If you're alive, that means there are still lessons to be learned. Okay, it's kind of, I feel like it's kind of getting repetitive with the lessons. I didn't really realize that until I'm really looking at it now. But learning lessons does not end. It's true. Just like rule number two, we're a student of life. Life is eternal. We are eternal beings. And as long as we are alive too, we're going to keep having lessons. I mean, as long as we're living and we're experiencing life, we're going to have lessons that come along with it. So like it says, there's no part of life that doesn't contain its lessons. If you're alive, that means there are lessons to be learned. There's a belief system that we all carry karmic lessons that we have to learn in our lifetimes. And each karmic lesson is going to be different for everybody. And it's going to be in various areas with family, with lovers, with our career, with ourselves. And it's up to us to recognize these karmic lessons and as we learn them, we start breaking the cycle of that karma and then we break the karmic ties. And it's really, really interesting stuff. So that's why these lessons are eternal because they're not just lessons from this lifetime. They're lessons from lifetimes past and they might even be connected to our family lineage or to our ancestry of some sort. So something to keep in mind when you're learning lessons or if you feel like there's repeating lessons that keep coming up for you. Think about how you can actually learn the lesson Take what you learned and harness it to create a new cycle for your life, for your habits, for your mindset, for whatever it may be. And watch how that starts to break in other areas of your life because it's all a ripple effect. So once you start breaking the cycle in one thing, it's going to start breaking in other areas and, and you'll start to, I think, feel a bit more free. It's pretty cool. Number six, there is no better a place than here. When you're there, and there is in quotations, when you're there has become a here, you will simply obtain another there that will again look better than here. Okay, that one really hits me because I have had the tendency to have something called escapism syndrome where I have believed that the grass is always greener on the other side. I'm always wanting more, always striving for the next step, the next destination, the next goal. 
And actually being present and grateful in the moment has been a practice for me. And I'm a lot better at it than I used to be. But this is a very common thing for me. And I think a lot of people can relate to this one. How often is your mindset in the future or the past? How often are you actually in the present moment? And again, observing things around you, learning about your surroundings, being more present, being grateful is a really big one. There is no better a place than here. We always think the grass is greener on the other side. Sometimes we don't even know where we want that grass to be greener, but we just think, oh, if we're skinnier, if we're smarter, if we live in this place or that place, if I have this man as my boyfriend or this girl as my girlfriend, then life will be greener. Life will be happier. It doesn't work that way. Basic law of attraction rule is you have to just be it now and be present now. Enjoy what you have now and all that you want will come to you. But have you ever noticed when you're striving for a goal or trying to achieve or manifest something and then it finally happens, it finally comes to fruition, do you really enjoy it as much as you think you will? Probably not. You're probably thinking what you want next to happen. So sit, be with the moment, enjoy where you are. I bet even right now, anyone who's listening to this episode is doing like five different things. You're probably also on your phone checking Instagram. There's probably a YouTube video playing on your computer. You might even have the TV on. You might be doing five different things. And that's just the way the human race is now. We're just constantly distracted with all of our senses and we're never just present in the moment, appreciating what's in the moment. And what could be a really major lesson in that is when we're not present and appreciating the here and the now, we miss opportunities. And that sucks the most. Okay, number seven, other people are merely mirrors of you. You cannot love or hate something about another person unless it reflects to you something you love or hate about yourself. Okay, now it's really getting good. Did you know that every single person in your life is a mirror and a reflection of some degree of you? Yes, it's true. Remember, we are all vibrational beings and we only attract what is a vibrational match to our frequency. So every single person in your life, whether you like them or hate them, is a match to someone or something that you are vibrating at some point in your life. And then it's your choice to keep them around, right? Because then you have some kind of attachment to them and like that's a whole other thing. But other people are merely mirrors of you. This really does pertain to your family as well. If there's something that you don't like in your father or your mother, really take a look at what it is you don't like about them and see where that reflects back in you and what you may not like about yourself. Isn't it a common saying for people to say they don't want to end up like their parents, they don't want to end up like their mom or their dad, but then they start doing the things that make them exactly like their mother or father? But that's because they're unconscious. They're not recognizing that there's actually certain traits that they've picked up since childhood from their parents that is going to make them into their parents. So until you become conscious of the habits and take a look at what you do and don't like about your family, you can see where you carry those traits and change them. It really is that simple because it just takes awareness. So think about that next time you get really annoyed with your mom. (laughs) And of course, this does show up in friendships and relationships. Oh my gosh, relationships are such massive mirrors. I love looking at 
any partner that I'm with now as a mirror because whatever they show up as, the good and the bad, I start to see it within me and I think, okay, that's how I know I attracted that because I was vibrating X, Y, and Z. It's like I start taking all this responsibility. I start taking all this personal responsibility. And once I do, like once I shift, the other person shifts, whether they actually end up shifting out of my life or their personality actually changes with me and then we become more compatible or less compatible. I mean, everything is temporary. People are always shifting and changing and what was once for you yesterday may not be for you today and, you know, that's okay. Sometimes it sucks and it hurts, but you kind of have to just keep moving on. And I think that when people do shift and pivot in and out of your life, I think that's a really good sign that you're growing, you're changing, you're becoming a different person. So yeah, something to think about. (laughs) Okay, number eight, what you make of your life is up to you. You have all the tools and resources you need. What you do with them is up to you. The choice is yours. Oh, the power of choice. That is so overwhelming. Having choice, having too many choices can actually be very overwhelming and a bit paralyzing. Especially these days, there's just so much opportunity, like with the internet, with social media, there's an infinite possibilities of things you can do and the type of person you can be and like the things you can just accomplish in your life. We have so much available to us that the choices can feel so overwhelming. Like I can't imagine being a teenager right now and having to decide what I want to be when I grow up. Like, do you remember doing that in high school, having to make all these choices? Like I couldn't do it. I don't even think I could do it back then. But what you make of your life is up to you. How do you fully experience your life. So I don't think I've been open about this a lot yet on the pod, but one of my biggest regrets in my 20s is holding myself back and making a lot of excuses for a lot of the things that I wanted. In my early 20s, I was given a lot of opportunity, a lot of choices to make to further my career in entertainment I had opportunities to move to New York. You know, things were being presented to me in the most incredible and bizarre ways. And so many of them I shut down because I was afraid of my own potential. And I was afraid to, I think, fully live my life. And I realized that rooted down into my own self-worth, my self-worthiness, where I, I saw I was worth experiencing a good life. As much as I did have a good 20s, I feel like it could have been so much better if I really just grabbed life and the experiences that I could have had more passionately. I also dealt with a lot of insecurity and my insecurities paralyzed me and stopped me from doing so many things that I wanted to do. And now I'm in this space where I realize I'm not getting any younger. I'm not going to stay young forever. And there's so many things I want to experience in this life. So I want to grab it all. And that's what I'm choosing to do. And I think this pandemic actually brought that mindset to a lot of us too. Sometimes it takes everything being stripped away from us to suddenly realize that we had so much. And we could have had so much more if we just chose to say yes more. So I'm really doing my best to say yes to a lot more things and experience more life, experience more joy, have more spontaneous moments, not try and plan everything out and realize that 
this life really is mine and I was given this life and I chose to come into this body, into this lifetime for a reason, to enjoy it, to live it. When you start to see it through those eyes and through that mindset, it changes everything for you. It makes you want to move through the world different. It makes you want to make more decisions. It makes you want to take more action. It makes you just want to get up out of your bed, get up out of your chair and just go for a spontaneous walk and see where life takes you, see where your feet take you. And I think that's what life really is all about. So the choice is yours. Do you still want to live like it's the beginning of a pandemic, being locked in your house all day, depressed, sad, bored, stress eating, or not eating at all? That's not a life. That's not a life worth living. If you can, when you can, go outside. Go say hi to a stranger. Go for a drink by yourself. Take a spontaneous trip. Speaking of, I bought a train ticket to go somewhere in May and uh, I'm really excited. (laughs) So I'll share that um, at another time. But I bought that ticket because as soon as the UK opened up the possibility to travel again, at least in the UK, I grabbed that opportunity. I said, there is no way that I am missing something like this ever again. I'm getting my butt out into the world and I'm just going to go do things. So go grab life. The choice is yours. (laughs) Number nine. Your answers lie within you. The answers to life's questions lie within you. All you need to do is look, listen, and trust. Oh baby, don't even get me started on the power of your intuition. Did you know your intuition is like your built-in navigational system? It's like your built-in GPS. It's your internal guidance system. You have all the answers within you. If you feel like your intuition is weak and you don't trust yourself, you don't trust yourself making the right decisions, you know, if you don't trust the answers that you hear from within, a really fun practice is to actually just sit down, meditate, connect with your heart, connect with with your stomach. If you put your hand on your stomach, that's where your solar plexus is and your intuition. You can start just asking random questions like, should I be eating gluten? And if you hear, it's like the instant answer that you hear, yes or no, then that's your intuition talking to you. So like, yeah, (laughs) such a random um, example. But yeah, if you're maybe wondering, like, I don't know, should you be eating bread? You can sit and ask yourself, should I be eating this bread? And if you hear an instant no, then it's a no. If you hear yes, go ahead, eat it. But it's just so funny. Like we don't trust our instincts enough and we should because our instincts, like, Our bodies know what we need and want, but we get so attached to what our ego, our mind is saying that we forget that our feelings are the true indicator of what is right and wrong for us. Are you ever around someone, for example, that just you suddenly feel this sinking feeling in your stomach, like they just don't have a good vibe? That's your intuition screaming at you that this person is not for you and you shouldn't be around this person. So it's things like that. And actually, I mean, I guess food is a good one to practice your intuition with because I think food and diet is one of the things we always get so confused and caught up about. And and truly, if you listen to your body, you will be able to nourish yourself the way you need to be nourished. And it's not just asking yourself, like, should I be eating these cookies or this bread? It's like maybe if you're craving junk food, you should ask yourself, have I eaten enough today? Because craving junk food, craving higher calorie fatty foods is because of, well, either one, emotions, but mostly you're probably not eating enough. You need the calories. So your body is craving high calorie foods to satiate you. So it's more about asking really honest questions with yourself, but it is fun to ask with food. Like ask your body, body, do you want salmon tonight for dinner? No. Do you want pizza? No. Do you want a salad? Yeah. You know, it's like, 
things like that can really bring you and tap you into more confidence with your intuition because once you eat that salad you will feel satiated and lighter and brighter and happier because you fed your body exactly what it needed another incredible practice is trust those nudges that you get to maybe go on a walk on a specific time of day or go to a specific coffee shop to get a coffee that maybe you wouldn't normally go to you know let your intuition guide you when you have the time on like really random walks and just kind of go wherever you feel called to go and just see where it takes you you never know who you're going to end up meeting where you're going to end up that's going to like spark a new idea or interest you or like maybe you find your dream home like you just you never know what you're being guided to but you just have to trust a really amazing story about me listening to my intuition and this was one of the many experiences I had that made me so confident that my connection to myself is incredible so a couple years ago I was spending some time in LA and I was doing a lot of computer work I'd go to coffee shops and and I remember one day I got this very specific guidance that I was supposed to walk not take the bus not take an uber I was supposed to walk to this very specific coffee shop on Sunset Boulevard which was right by the CNN building I can't remember exactly all the details now but I remember it being right in like the West Hollywood area right on Sunset Boulevard and it was a coffee shop that I'd only passed. I'd never actually been in. So I, w- I walked, I went into this coffee shop. I didn't drink coffee at the time. So I remember ordering a tea and then I sat by the window and right beside me was a guy who had a Paramount Studios picture on his laptop. And I didn't think much of it, but I just thought, oh, that's really cool. And, and I was also pursuing some opportunities in entertainment there. So seeing someone who it looked like he maybe worked in the movies was sitting right beside me it was just a cool coincidence so you know I was just kind of minding my own business doing my thing and then this guy asked me to watch his laptop while he went to the bathroom so I did he comes back we end up start chatting one thing led to another it was pretty good vibes and you know and this is where it got really cool so also while being in LA just that entire trip I had set a strong intention that I really wanted to connect with like-minded people that were really interested in like the craft of acting maybe understood more theater liked more theater but like I I also wanted to play like I was really craving some playtime with other actors and so this guy suddenly at the end of our conversation says so every Wednesday I happen to go to this play readers thing where a bunch of actors and and he was an actor by the way he said it's it's a group of actors we all get together every Wednesday and we read a play just out loud just for fun and we kind of see where it goes and then we talk about the play after and it's just like a really good time we all hang out it's totally free and it's just a way for us to stay creative keep reading new projects and things like of that nature and he said it just so happens to be a Wednesday do you want to come I swear to God, my jaw nearly dropped to the floor because in that moment, I knew that that's why my intuition led me to that coffee shop. I was supposed to meet that guy. And yes, I went to this play readers thing. I had a blast. I really connected with the girl who was leading this whole thing. Like it was a truly phenomenal experience. And it was in those moments where I realized intuition is so powerful when we listen to it. We cannot deny the power that our intuition holds anything that you ask for anything that you desire it's like the universe will will take that and then start planting the seeds into your intuition to start guiding you towards people and things opportunities places all kinds of things to get you that which you want and it's going to show up in the most bizarre ways but you have to listen trust your intuition and take action on it that's the main thing 
Okay, so after that rant, we get to number 10 of 10 rules for being human. And it's great. Number 10, you will forget all this. Now, I love that. I love because it's basically saying you you may just forget everything that we just talked about in the last 40 minutes. You may forget all the rules for being human, but you will forget all this in your next lifetime. Like everything is impermanent. Nothing really matters. Everything in your life is just an experience. And we do forget things. We forget things that happened in our childhood. Do you remember being a baby? No. Do you remember being born? Of course not, because you keep experiencing life. So you will forget all this. (laughs) So just remember that. I mean, everything is temporary. And any bad thing you may be going through, any embarrassing moment, you know, anything that just feels like, oh, it's maybe taking your heart and it feels like it's wrecking you from the inside out, just remember it's temporary. You're going to forget about it tomorrow in two weeks, you know, in 10 days, in two years. It'll be just a simple memory, not even. You won't remember it. So take that for what you will. And that, my friends, is the 10 rules for being human, according to the author, who is Cherie Carter-Scott, who is an author. Ah, she's the number one New York Times bestselling author, isn't everybody, of the book, If Life is a Game, These Are the Rules. So that must be a quote from her book, If Life is a Game, These Are the Rules, by Cherie Carter-Scott. So I really hope you enjoyed this episode. This was a lot of fun. And, you know, usually my Wellness Wednesdays are supposed to only be about 10 minutes, but I just thought this was too good to pass up. I really wanted to talk about this on this week's episode. And I hope that this gave you some of that midweek motivation that the Wellness Shot Wednesday intention is all about. I want you to feel inspired for the rest of your week. I want you to feel whole and confident in your abilities And I want to remind you that as a human, you are beautifully layered, beautifully complex in all the best ways. And you have so many lessons that you've learned within you that have made you the strong person that you are right now. And I want to congratulate you on being that person that you are. You are a resilient being. You are courageous. You are strong. And you carry a confidence within you. Whether some days you feel like you you do or you don't, just know that you always have this courage within you because you're still alive. You keep going and you're still showing up as the incredible human you are. So I'm sending you so much love, sending you lots of wellness this Wednesday, and I'll catch you guys on Friday for another episode of the Modern Goddess Podcast. Mwah.